1: i <laughs>
2: She she ran a She ran a bella key judge. She about her baby She if I go from an idea to be
1: book.
2: Good morning, teams. We are doing stream at Bhagavatam, Canto Four, Chapter Eight, entitled Drupal Maharaj Leads Home, Text 54. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya mantrinani Nani Nadevasya Muriya Dragya Pula Saparyam Vividar dravya Desha Kala Vibhagavit Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya mantrinani Nadevasya Dravya, my Embuda, Separium, Vivida, Dravya, Vishakala, Vipada. Would anyone like to chant?
3: Omnamo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Mantra Nena Devasia, Kuria. Dravyama in Pudhaham Saparyam Vividair Draviai Deshakala Vibha Gavit.
2: Anyone else? With meanings. Om oh. Um oh my lord oh my lord Namah. Namaha I offer my respectful obeisances I
3: offer, I offer my respectful obeisances
2: Bhagavati. Bhagavati. unto the supreme personality of Godhead
3: unto the supreme personality of Godhead
2: Vasudevaya. Vasudevaya, Vasudevaya, unto the Supreme Lord Vasudev, unto, unto the, Vasudev.
3: the Supreme Lord Vasudev,
2: Mantrena. Mantrena, Mantrena, by this hymn or mantra,
3: by this hymn or mantra,
2: anena.
1: Oh,
3: Anena. Yeah. This. 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 Devasya. Devasya. Of, of the Lord. Of the Lord.
2: Purya. 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 One should do. One should, One should do. Dravyamayam Mayim. Physical. Physical.
3: Physical.
2: Buddha. Buddha, one who is learned, one who, one who
3: is learned.
2: Sapariyam. sapariyam, Sapariyam, worship by the prescribed method. Worship, worship.
3: by the prescribed method.
2: vividai, vividai, with varieties, with, with varieties. Dravyai, Dravyai. Paraphernalia. 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 Isha. Desha. According to country. According to according to country. country. Kala. 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 Time. 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 Vibha-gabir. Vibhagabir. One who knows the divisions. One who knows the divisions. Translation report by His Divine Grace, Sri A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Jilkaukar Ki Jai. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. This is the 12-syllable mantra for worshiping Lord Krishna. One should install the physical forms of the Lord and with the chanting of the mantra, one should offer flowers and fruits and other varieties of foodstuffs exactly according to the rules and regulations prescribed by authorities. But this should be done in consideration of place, time, and attendant conveniences and inconveniences. Please repeat Om Namo Bhagavati Vasudevaya.
3: Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya.
2: This is the 12th syllable mantra.
3: This is the the 12th syllable mantra.
2: For worshipping Lord Krishna. For For worshipping
3: Lord Krishna.
2: One should install the physical forms of the Lord. One One should
3: install the physical forms of the Lord.
2: And with the chanting of the mantra...
3: And with the chanting of the mantra,
2: one should offer flowers and fruits, one should
3: offer flowers and fruits,
2: and other varieties of foodstuffs, and
3: other varieties of foodstuffs,
2: exactly according to the rules and regulations, exactly,
3: exactly according to the rules and regulations,
2: prescribed by authorities.
3: prescribed prescribed by authorities
2: but this should be done in consideration of place
3: but this should should be done done in consideration of place
2: time time and attendant conveniences Time. time and attendant conveniences and inconveniences
3: and inconveniences
2: so I'll go through the purport paragraph by paragraph because it's a little longer than the rest of them. So I'll just chant prayers first. Omma jnana timidandasya, gyananjana shalakaya, jakshirin mili Tasmay kasmai sri gudave namaha, jai shri krishna jaytanya, prabhu she shri awaited the daughter, Shiva Sandur about the Hare Krishna Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Panchukaupa Vishakripa Sindhu Deva vacha this is a 12-syllable mantra for worshipping Lord Krishna. One should install the physical forms of the Lord. Under the chanting of the mantra, one should offer flowers and fruits and other varieties of foodstuffs Exactly according to the rules and regulations prescribed by authorities. But this should be done in consideration of place, time, and attendant conveniences and inconveniences. So, what's the latest news from the Bhagavatam about Dhruva Maraj and Narad Muni? Narad Muni, he, he's the Mahajan great person, John people, he's very very magnanimous, he's so generous that he's giving everything to assist his shishya his disciple so we see that he accepted him as his disciple, as a student because Dhruva Maharaj, he needed all the help he could get and he wasn't that proud to not ask for help so he asked for help and he got it. See and you shall find. Ask and you shall ye shall be given. So now Narad Muni, he he gave him, he's giving him the Abhidhea. Previously, or first of all, he gave him the sambanda. He let him know that Krishna is the highest. He is the supreme personality of Godhead and, and worthy of all worship. And we are His loving servants, Rivera Krishna Netiadas. We are eternally servants of Krishna, and we are meant to serve Him with love and devotion. So He gave Him the Sambanda, making that connection, connection, connecting Mirage with His worshipful Lord, the compassionate Lord, and that compassion is exhibited in the Lord's representative. Naragmundi. So he gave him some banda, and now he's giving him the methodology. He's giving him the abideya, how to perform the worship, what to do. So he gave him a form of meditation in that age, Satya, the means for self realization is through meditation. So he gave him something very substantial that you meditate on the Lord. And he describes the Lord to him in detail. This is what the Lord looks like. You know, Srila Prabhupada, he would describe to the painters before they did their artwork, doing the Krishna artwork, what God looks like. So Narad Muni says, This is what you should meditate on, he describes the Lord in minute detail from head to toe. And then further than that, we see Narad Muni, he is giving him this mantra here that we chant so often, the 12-syllable mantra, Om Namo Bhagavati Va Sudevaya. So he gave him the meditation and the form of the Lord, and that way he's engaging Dhruva Miraj to use the mind, the mind in meditation, to fix the mind, to focus the mind. Then he gave him the mantra, So while we're meditating on the form of the Lord, we're chanting Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, we chant Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, we try to fix our minds on the Lord, that image of the Lord similarly. So then he gave him the mantra where one can use the, the tongue, the mouth, that instrument that likes to flap a lot. So he's engaging Dhruva to use the mouth in the service of Krishna and now further on we see here that he's saying there's more there's deity worship the chanting of the mantra along with that one should install the physical form of the Lord where is Dhruva going to get this physical form we shall see what transpires so now he has to do this deity worship he's not only meditating and chanting, but he's using all of his senses, all of his senses in the service of the Lord. So that's Abideya, we see it's so very effective because Narit Muni, he knows the technique of how to engage the candidate in devotional service. So Dhruva Miraj, he's getting a really intensive schedule and program where he has to do deity worship too. Yes, do. Have a physical deity, do offerings to the deity exactly according to the rules and regulations prescribed by authorities like Narad Muni. But these rules and regulations, you have two sides of them, two aspects. You have what Prabhupada calls the principles with the basic eternal truths, and then there are the details which uh, which can vary. The principles, they are unchanging, but the details, there can be some flexibility and adaptability. So without further ado, let us launch into the purple by Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Om Namah Vasudevaya is known as the Dwada Dwara Shakshara mantra. This mantra is chanted by devotees, by Vaishnava devotees, and it begins with Pranava or Omkar. There is an injunction that those who are not Brahmanas cannot pronounce the Pranava mantra. But Dhruva Maharaj was born a Kshatriya. He had once admitted before Narad Muni that as a chatriya, he was unable to accept Narod's instruction of renunciation and mental equilibrium, which are the concern of a brahmana. Remember, he said, I I can't um, I can't forgive like that and just pass it off and go back home. It's not in my nature, I'm a chhatriya, my my blood is churning, it's boiling. That I can't do that. But yet we're seeing Prabhupada mentions this pranav mantra. Those who are not Brahmanas cannot pronounce the pranav mantra. Still, although not a brahmana but a chatriya, Dhruva was allowed on the authority of Narad to pronounce the pranava omkar. This is very significant. Especially in India, the caste Brahmanas object greatly when persons from other castes who are not born in Brahmin families recite this Pranav Mantra. But here is tacit proof that if a person accepts the Vaishnava Mantra or Vaishnava way of worshipping the deity, he is allowed to chant the Pranav Mantra. In Bhagavad Gita, the Lord personally accepts that anyone, even one of a low species, can be elevated to the highest position and go back home, back to Godhead, simply if he worships properly. So Prabhupada, he's showing here that this, in the verse itself, the text there we see it's like, oh, it's just so natural and flowing. Narad Muni's here, there's a disciple, he's asking him for help, and Narad Muni compassionately gives him the help. He chalks out, he plans out a program for his disciple, and it's going all smoothly, and, and that's that. But Prabhupada saying, uh, there are some people who object to that they object to this universal aspect of bhakti, and they feel they have a monopoly on the practice of bhakti yoga. For those who are steeped in the in the rigidity of the caste system, like the Brahmins, for example, we see uh, even in the middle ages during Lord Chaitanya's time, and now to some extent, to a large extent still, that caste conscious Hindus, they object, they think that this knowledge this Vedic tradition is, it should not be given to others, especially those who are so-called low born. But here, Prabhupada's making the point, and he's quoting from scripture actually, that these arguments and criticisms that they put forward, they are invalid. Krishna says so in the Bhagavad Gita. And actually there is a verse in the Bhagavad Gita. It's from 9.32 of the Bhagavad Gita. What Krishna is going to say here nullifies these objections of the caste conscious Smarter Brahmins. What does Krishna say? He says, Maniparta via Pashritya. Which translates to mean, O son of Prita, he's talking to Arjuna, those who take shelter in me, though they be of lower birth, women, Vaishas, merchants, as well as sutras, workers can approach the supreme destination. And Lord Chaitanya, the golden avatar of bhakti of love, when he came over 500 years ago, he said this Krishna consciousness is for everyone. Regardless of caste, creed or race, Krishna consciousness is for everyone. And Prabhupada directly had to face barrage of criticism, but he always cited Vedic scripture He's showing like great Mahajans like Narad Muni here. He's saying that Krishna consciousness is for everyone. For example, in the text, we see the word one should install one. One is referring to everyone, to every man, that Krishna consciousness is for everyone. So Prabhupada would, would cite scripture to support his work in spreading. The Sankitan movement worldwide. Whereas the caste conscious Brahmanas could not. They were just objecting and saying, oh, it's by birth. But Krishna never said by birth, he said it's by guna, by one's spiritual qualities and karma, by one's actions and one's behavior. The so Prabhupada brings up this example yes like, here, look and see. Narad Muni, he's giving, he's giving this. Intricate method, this highly esoteric method, not just to a non Brahmin, little boy as a Kshatriya prince, but to a little child, not even an adult. He's giving him a method that a priest might do that's a priest's duty. He's giving him this method freely and very liberally. Because he knows what he's doing. That's why he's called Mahajan. So, Sadhu is doing, Guru is doing, and they're all conforming with Shastra. So, from the very beginning of the first paragraph, Prabhupada is showing that ultimate authority, Shastra, scripture is being followed. No one is deviating. So, in this way, he nullifies the arguments of the critics. So to continue, Prabhupada says, the prescribed rules as stated here by Narad Muni, are that one should accept the mantra through a bona fide spiritual master and hear the mantra in the right air. Not only should one chant or murmur the mantra, but in front of them, of him, he must have the deity, or physical form of the Lord. Another significant point, Prabhupada is saying here, that whatever the Acharyas do, if when they are spreading of the Krishna consciousness movement worldwide, they are following; they are in line with authority, bona fide authority like Parampara. So the teachings are not diluted in any way. They're, under, they're being uh, implemented under the expert guidance of a bona fide spiritual master who will not tamper with the teachings or dilute them. The principles are always there. The details may vary according to the dominant culture that the preacher is in, in his evangelizing mission. Some details here and there, formalities, Prabhupada calls them. Some changes here and there may be there, in the outer, the external dressing. But essentially the soul and the core, the principles remain intact. So there is no dilution and no compromising. So he's making that point. Spiritual master has to be qualified. Spiritual master has to be bona fide. Of course, when the Lord appears, it is no longer a physical form. For example, when an iron rod is made red hot in a fire, it is no longer iron, it is fire. Similarly, when we make a form of the Lord, whether of wood or stone or metal or jewels or paint, or even a form within the mind, it is a bona fide spiritual transcendental form of the Lord. Not only must one receive the mantra from the bona fide spiritual master, like Narad Muni, or his representative in the disciplic succession, but one must chant the mantra. And not only must one chant, but he should also offer whatever foodstuff is available in his part of the world according to time and convenience. So, so many different points. But basically, Prabhupada is saying that in the process of transplanting or sharing or universalizing uh, devotional where wherever it is, whether it's in the forest here, out in the, the forest outskirts of the city, or in another country like Prabhupada did, one must know what one's doing, the guru. He must be a bona fide guru, he must be qualified, and we're seeing here that he's keeping the teachings intact in the form of, for example, deity worship. He's showing that things have to be done in a particular way. Certain rules and regulations have to be followed, like in the process of deity worship. So the principles have to be observed, for example, Arjuna, That's one of the nine processes of devotional service, worship is very, very helpful to keep one focused, to keep one fixed in his practice of spirituality. So arjuna generally as a rule is very helpful. It's a great auxiliary, but certain certain, um, what word is being used here. According to time and convenience, there can be certain, certain flexibilities can be done. For example, like Dhruva Miraj. He's in the forest. He doesn't have a deity. So what does he do? Does he commission a deity to be carved in Jaipur? No, it's not possible. <clears throat> so implicitly, it seems like Dhruva Maraj, he has to make a deity for himself which sounds wonderful. It sounds like such a fun challenge. He has to make a deity for himself. And Narad Muni, he's authorizing, he described a form already of what he looks like, Krishna. So he has to make his deity, maybe he might make the deity out of uh, earth, you know, clay. Or um, we see here there's wood, right? wooden deity, clay deity and he can get all the different natural vegetation and minerals, rolls whatever is available. So that way he's completely absorbed and engaged in devotional service. So he's taking whatever is available and using, utilizing material things in the service of God and thus they become spiritualized. So you may not be able in this set, in this location where he's at to have a temple <clears throat> with a dome. You know, you have the dome and altar and you have all the different paraphernalia for the altar set up there. And oh, the temple is faced facing a certain direction. The deities have to be facing east. All these findings, you may not be able to do all those things to have like an exact replica of how it is Usually in a standardized form, like in the city proper. But he can do something else. He can create such a beautiful bower. He can have, like, this beautiful bower with trailing, curling vines and fresh, fragrant flowers. And he can build his own altar out of whatever he chooses there. The forest, you know, there's, it's so lush so luxuriant <clears throat> so he can use what he has according to time, place and circumstances so we're seeing here that bhakti is very accommodating very very accommodating to the practitioner like in Bhagavad Gita Krishna he shows that in the 12th chapter thing entitled devotional service that if one thing can be can't be done if you can't think of me, Arjuna, then you can do something else. <clears throat> and he gives out like a series of options and alternatives that one can take. If one can't do one thing, then there's always an intuitive. There's always something else that one can uh, choose or do. So in our life in the material world, how does that apply? It applies in many diverse ways, like. We may not be able to be in the temple all the time in the presence of the devotees, but we can make our home a temple. We may not be able to hear the class directly in the temple room, but we have technology. So many things. We may not be able to offer a certain type of foodstuff when we're doing the bog offering, but we offer something else. So we're seeing Krishna consciousness it's egalitarian. It's for everyone. It's very accommodating and it's very welcoming. That's why it's so very easy for people to take to the practice of Krishna consciousness. One realizes, oh yeah, you know, like I may not be from. I'm not a Brahmin priest. You know, I don't know how to to do all these different uh, different rituals or whatever in the service of uh, deity worship. But I can do. I can do a simplified version. There's like the formal temple worship. Then there's a simplified version of temple worship for people living in their homes. So Krishna consciousness is very, very um, welcoming. It's very all-embracing. And we're seeing that, that things can be done according to time and convenience. The method of worship Chanting the mantra and preparing the forms of the Lord is not stereotyped, nor is it exactly the same everywhere. It is specifically mentioned in this verse that one should take consideration of the time, place, and available conveniences. So again, Prabhupada is pointing out and he's showing that the Acharya can be quite flexible to the external trappings of the practice of bhakti that we consider the time, the place, and available conveniences we have, and we make do, we utilize these resources in the service of Krishna. But we have to understand what's the principle behind it and what's the goal. The goal is to engage in devotional service to the Lord, and we try to follow the basic eternal principles. Yes, I'm a servant of Krishna, I should worship Krishna have gotten the service to do and let me use my intelligence let me use my common sense to utilize whatever I have very nicely in the service of Krishna our Krishna consciousness movement is going on throughout the entire world and we also install deities in different centers sometimes our Indian friends puffed up with concocted notions criticize. This has not been done. That has not been done. But they forget this instruction of Narad Muni to one of the greatest Vaishnavas, Dhruva Miraj. One has to consider the particular time, country, and conveniences. What is convenient in India may not be convenient in the Western countries. Those who are not actually in line in the line of Acharyas or who personally have no knowledge of how to act in the role of a chariot, unnecessarily criticize the activities of the Iskan movement in countries outside of India. The fact is that such critics cannot do anything personally to spread the Krishna consciousness movement. If someone does go and preach, taking all risks and allowing all considerations for time and place, it might be that there are changes in the manner of worship. But that is not at all faulty, according to Shastra, Vera Raghava Acharya. An Acharya in the disciplic succession of the Ramanuja Acharya has remarked, in his commentary that (laughs) chandelas or conditioned souls who are born in lower than Sudra families can also be initiated according to circumstances. The formalities may be slightly changed here and there to make them Vaishnavas. So I wanted to um, get some comments if possible, you know, examples. Prabhupada's saying that um, some of these people from India, they criticize and say, this has not been done. That has not been done. And Prabhupada, he's uh, explaining his activities in spreading the Krishna consciousness move- movement wo- worldwide, that he, there are certain formalities that may be slightly changed here and there. Can anyone give any examples of that? Some of these formalities that would change slightly here and there just to make people bhakti yogis Krishna yes yeah. me.
4: thank you uh, so i was thinking of how um, many of the uh, pajari head pajaris um were and are women which wasn't done in india and um so in that way, uh, Srila Prabhupada was engaging uh, his disciples in a in a way that would not be done well, at least specifically in uh, in Vrindavan and Mayapur, and maybe in many other places too. So that was definitely a change. Thank you,
2: Major. Here we see an example of the Acharya. He wants to engage. Everyone in Krishna consciousness because it's the most beneficial path to take. And uh, he takes the risk, you know, he's criticized here. Uh, he's being watched all the time. This has not been done. That has not be done, been done. It's unheard of to have women doing deity worship. What a speak of being the, the head priest. But Prabhupada, he he took the risk to, to engage because women, everyone, are interested in this. Uh, cult of compassion and love, Lord Chaitanya's movement, and they want to be devotees and the, the Vaishnava charis, they're only too happy to engage. So we've seen that Prabhupada allowed women to do certain services they could not do in another country like India. And but yet when in India just just for PR and just to just to uh, please everyone so everyone would be satisfied men are there doing the deity worship externally on the altar ostensibly but women still can do services in the background cook for the deities make beautiful garlands to the deities make the dresses for the deities turbans for the deities so general principles let everyone be engaged in krishna consciousness according to their nature to their inclination and he made the point that so these ladies also they are trained very properly. They are trained in Krishna consciousness. So their behavior and their practice is very consistent, authentic in Krishna consciousness. So nothing was watered down, nothing diluted. Prabhupada made sure that people are following. He always exhorted everyone to and managed actually to follow the rules and the regulations. So thank you for that. Any other examples of formalities that have been slightly changed to make people devotees? Deidre gave uh, the example of women.
3: Uh, but, but a of yes. Um, allowing women to, to live in the temple.
2: Allowing women, you said?
3: Yes, allowing women to
2: live in the temple. Yes, yes, allowing women to live in the temple. Usually it would be a male population in the temple. We see in those kutirs, you know, the the sadhus, they're there and it's uh, usually just male, but he allowed women to live in the temple. And by living in the temple, there's a plethora of activities that they can engage in in different services. Thank you, anybody else?
0: Any other examples? Thanks from the ministry. I was thinking of um, Prabhupada, how he, he, he um, accommodated those who accepted the renounced order and were not able to maintain their vows. Uh, he accommodated them to continue on as grihasthas which was quite revolutionary. According to tradition, For someone to give up sannyas, it's referred to as vantasi, one who eats their own vomit. And yet we can see how Prabhupada, um, in his personal dealings, he, even in the Eighth Canto, he he says that uh, one should not give up the fight. And if a sannyasi is not able to maintain, then they should carry on as a grahasta and and not give up the fight um, and, and continue with Krishna consciousness. So I was thinking of that. Uh, how Prabhupada was very generous and accommodating, which you know for some was quite, you know, it's traditionally that's not heard of for a sannyasi to go back and get married.
2: Yes, yes. Thank you for that. Very good example. Yeah, Prabhupada, even those who had fallen from their position, he accepted them back within the fold. <coughs> Anyone else? Okay, so we can continue from there. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu recommends that his name should be heard in every nook and corner of the world. So that's the the will of the Lord, the wish of the Lord. And devotees always try to execute that will. How is this possible unless one preaches everywhere? The cult of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Bhagavad Dharma, and he especially recommends Krishna Katar for the cult of Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. He recommends that every Indian considering this task to be para upakara or welfare activity take the Lord's message to other residents of the world. So para upakara, that's for everyone's benefit. He exalted, exalted the Indian. The Indian population, they should consider this their responsibility, their task to be para upakara, to do welfare work. And this welfare work consisted not just of social work, but spiritual work. Give a man Krishna consciousness and make himself sufficient. So, therefore, devotees are called sarvopakaraka, like Narad Muni. Sarvopakaraka is one of those beautiful, jewel like qualities of the devotees. What does Sarva mean? It, it means one who performs welfare work to all. And that's like Narad Muni. So the Sarva he performs para upakara. <clears throat> Take the lost message to other residents of the world, other residents of the world does not refer only to those who are exactly like the Indian brahmanas and Kshatriyas or like the caste brahmanas who claim to be brahmanas because they were born in the families of brahmanas. The principle that only Indians and Hindus should be brought into the Vaishnava cult is a mistaken idea. There should be propaganda to bring everyone to the Vaishnava cult. So you're seeing Krishna consciousness is non-sectarian, unlike the Brahmins who want to have a stranglehold on on religion, on spirituality, and they want to make it their monopoly. So Prabhupada saying here that Krishna consciousness, Bhakti yoga is not for the elite, it's for everyone. It's everyone's birthright, it's everyone's privilege. And this sectarianism is a mistaken idea. The Krishna consciousness movement is meant for this purpose, there is no bar to propagating the Krishna consciousness movement even among people who are born in Chandala, Maletra or Yavana families, even in India this point has been enunciated by Srila Sanatan Goswami in his book Hari Bhakti Vilas, which is Smriti and is the authorized Vedic guide for Vaishnavas in their daily behavior. Sanatan Kaswami says that as bell metal can turn to gold when mixed with mercury in a chemical process, so by the bona fide Diksha or initiation method, anyone can become a Vaishnava. One should take initiation from a bona fide spiritual master coming in a disciplic succession who is authorized by his predecessor's spiritual master. So we're seeing here spiritual, the process has to be bona fide. The teachers within teaching that process, they have to be qualified. It's not each and everyone. This person requires training from his teacher and from their teacher. So there's a, a disciplic succession. This is a serious This is a serious affair. So there's a chain of parampara, disciplic succession, for the message to be handed down in fact. This is called Diksha Vidana. Lord Krishna states in Bhagavad Gita, via pashritya, one should accept a spiritual master. By this process, the entire world can be converted to Krishna consciousness. So we're seeing this is Prabhupada's vision. He's a sort of kind of, you could say, um, taking them to task, the caste conscious people, the caste conscious brahmanas. And he's declaring undauntedly that the whole, the entire world should be converted to Krishna consciousness. And we're seeing at this time that he wrote this, not only is he writing and speaking, but he's, he's vigorously preaching throughout the world I'm spreading Krishna consciousness. So he's walking the talk. So we see Prabhupada mentioned in this last paragraph, uh, the quote from the Hari Bhakti Vilas, Sanatana Goswami's guidebook. He gives the example that if one takes to Krishna consciousness sincerely, then one can be transformed. He can be transformed by this process, this this verse that he quotes, it's Yetah Kanchanatam um, Yati Hamsya Rasa Vidhanataha, Tata Diksha Vidhanena, Dvijatam Jayatein Rinam. As bell metal is turned to gold when mixed with mercury in an alchemical process, so one who is properly trained and initiated by a bona fide spiritual master, immediately becomes a brahmana. And we see proper took great pains to train his disciples to have proper practice and behavior. And in that way, the movement will gain more respect and wide general acceptance. So can anyone give any examples of this bell metal can turn into gold? Any example of non-devotees coming in contact with the fide spiritual master in the Bhakti line and becoming completely transformed. Any examples from scripture? Uh,
3: Parameshra Mataji? Yes. Uh, Mrigari, uh, the hunter uh, who got the, the mercy of uh, Narada Muni as his spiritual master.
2: Yes, yes, wonderful example. So much so that uh, Narad Muni's buddy, his friend Parvata Muni, he praises, he praises Narad Muni when he sees how transformed this dreadful hunter had become. And he said, oh, you are like a veritable touchstone. Whoever comes in contact with you by your sangha, by your association, they become con- completely transformed from non-devotees to devotees. So that's a wonderful example. Thank you.
3: And Mataji,
2: Mataji, if I may, uh,
3: what touched me the most in relation to this past time uh, is that when, when Mrigari um, uh, was approaching his spiritual master and he was already uh, transformed, he wouldn't, he would take care of the ants while walking in order to not step um, on them. Yes, it would
2: be. The one who was the killer or half killer of yes, didn't exactly. want to step in an Yes. Yes. Thank you. So I'll stop here. Are there any questions or comments?
3: Well, well, I, I have a question, but maybe a senior devotee
2: wants to go first. I think you can go for it.
3: Okay, thank you, uh, Father Mr. Mataji, um, please accept my humble obeys and says all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your class. And uh, Mataji, my question is related to um, the following passage that I find in the purport. Um, um, in the first paragraph, and I quote, um, uh, quote, he at once admitted before Narada Muni that as a kshatriya, he was unable to accept Narada's instruction of renunciation and mental equilibrium, which are the concern of a brahmana. End quote. Uh, And in relation to this passage, it it came to my mind that two following Bhagavad Gita's verses, chapter um, 6, Dhyana Yoga, Uh, text uh, 16 and 17, they go as follows. Text 16, there is no possibility of one becoming a Yogi or Arjun, If one eats too much or eats too little, sleeps too much or does not sleep enough. Text 17 He who is regulated in his habits of eating, sleeping, recreation, and work can mitigate all material pains by practicing the yoga system. End quote. So, my question is. Uh, as follows what is in your in your um, what uh, what what is the connection between mental equilibrium which is a quality um, um, uh, brahmana should use in their work and uh, regulation mental
2: equilibrium equilibrium what is the connection you said
3: what is the connection between being regulated and in order to cultivate a mental equilibrium is it possible to to be a brahmana uh, working with mental equilibrium without being regulated
2: so brahmanas some of the qualities of, brah- of brahmanas is they they have control they have self-control Right? They can control their speech. They can control their mind. They're more in a mode of goodness, as we know. And uh, that's just part of their nature, their psychophysical nature. After all, they are the teachers. They are the priests. They're the ones who give knowledge of self-realization. They're the, light, and they're the head of society. So they want to be level-headed. They have a cool head. So that's part of their nature and they, and from that, they have this uh, mental equilibrium, they're equi because they can control themselves and they won't like rush into passion inadvertently. So their mind and of goodness, mental equilibrium is there and that helps them actually, those qualities do help them to be regulated they understand what's the purpose of being regulated, and they can also put that into practice. So there's a connection there. Having that degree of self-control and mental equipoise, they're more in equanimity, it is more conducive for one to be uh, able to follow rules and regulations better. Is that okay? Uh,
3: Yeah, yes, Mataji. Thank you for your wonderful answer, Hare Krishna.
2: would anyone else like to make a comment or a reflection perhaps hi
4: Krishna thanks a lot Prabhu. nice class um I was thinking of um how Lord Chaitanya had uh converted Sarvabhama Bhattacharya you know bell metal into gold and um he was um you know so revered Sarvabhoma, in his um his school of uh and associates but uh, still he needed that um you know conversion to be golden <laughs> after the lord's mercy and so i was just thinking how many devotees you know getting lord chaitanya's mercy you know before maybe they were atheists or they might have been myvadi types impersonalist anyway so um, Buddhist or whoever and just bell metal you know turning into gold uh, by Srila Prabhupada's mission Lord Chitanya's mercy so I guess we can all feel a little bit of like that you know that there was that transition and our material life might have been pretty heavy you know duty like iron like chains (laughs) on us and then boom lord chaitanya's golden um wonderful uh mission has has uplifted us so yeah thank you very much My Krishna.
2: You, Guru, yeah yeah as it is before we started to practice bhakti you know languishing in a material world we're more like heavy metal you know very dull very metallic lackluster not shining really but then when one takes to the process of Krishna consciousness Srila Prabhupada remarked about that those who came they seem miserable and lackluster but when they took very uh, genuinely to the practice of bhakti yoga they're like Vaikuntha angels very golden very fulgent and shining so bhakti yoga is a process where you can actually see tangibly the results of the practice and that's why it should be given to everyone because everyone wants the gold. Everyone wants to be good, to be pure in our hearts. Essentially, we want to be like that and Krishna consciousness gives that opportunity. Thank you for that. Anything else? Vijaya Krishna Prabhu, you had something to say? I'm seeing. Uh, see.
3: uh, um, Mataji, it, um, Oh, my God. It is just give me a second. Um, Uh, yes, yes, I, I have, uh, uh, Mataji, when you were um, explaining uh, in relation to how Narada Muni behaved uh, as a spiritual master uh, towards his disciple um, Dhruva Maharaj, you, you cited the, the, the two uh, first uh, processes, uh, Sambanda and Abhideya and i just need a confirmation from your part related to the activities prescribed by by narada muni as the spiritual spiritual master of Dhruva maharaj in relation to these two processes what did uh, exactly um, narada muni ask from Dhruva in relation to in relation to sambandha
2: sambandha he established he made that connection between Dhruva Miraj and God, you know? He, he's a person like the intermediary. So he, he's, he's kind of introducing the disciple. This is a supreme personality of God. And you we do, we have a relationship with him. He's not something like a statue or a stone, but this is a person, the Supreme Lord. So he establishes that belief in God that connection with God. So he lets them know that we have a you have a relationship with the Lord. You know, we are all eternal servants of God. And our purpose in life is to reconnect with the Lord, go back home, you know, and engage in loving devotional service. So that banda is there, that basic knowledge. And then he goes with the day to show how the practice, how we can go about like. Um, discovering and cultivating that relationship with the Supreme Lord.
3: And and when he he presented uh, started to use the process of Avideya with, with Dhruva Maharaj, he then he recommended deity worship.
2: He recommended first of all to make it even more personal and register more clearly in Dhruva's mind, he um, recommended meditation the process for that age meditation so then he described in detail the form of that lord that person right making it even more personal to he recommended meditation on the rupa the form of the lord then he gave him a mantra saying the sound vibration of the name of the lord and then further he he recommended deity worship and how to do the deity worship And that's, um, we've seen Srila Prabhupada's process was similar, you know, like he had the chanting, he gave the mantra, and then later down the road, he recommended uh, the process of deity worship, you know, book distribution, different activities in Krishna consciousness. And if I may, Mataji,
3: uh, a deity worship is related to, is an activity related to Abhideya?
2: Yes. Yes. Um, Abhideya, Abhideya, it actually consists uh, of these nine processes of devotional service. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Padasevanam, Archanam, Vananam, Dasyam, Sakyam, Atma, Nivedanam. All these nine processes are there actively under the heading of Abhideya. So Archanam is one of those processes. We see Dhruva Maharaji was doing Shravanam and Kirtanam, right? With the chanting of the mantra, hearing and chanting. And then he was doing Vandanam, praying also. And he was doing Archanam. So actually he was using all these nine processes were there within that program that was given, that service that was recommended for him. We see that also in Iskandar power, of the um, the nine processes are all there within the services that we do, and they're uh, very, very powerful processes.
3: And Mataji, uh, uh, we are we are speaking uh, in relation to the three processes: Sambanda, Bide and Prayojana. Uh, uh, I would like, if it is not asking too much from you. When we find the devotee already established in the process of prayogen, uh, uh what kind of activities we will find him executing uh, um, uh, 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 I, I, I can imagine that he will be there also doing the deity worship and uh, similar activities. but is there any uh, very specific activity, Related to the process of priyogan, uh, uh, which is, which characterizes the the, the mental uh, state and 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 the spiritual advancement of this devotee already established in priyogan, or, or or is it that he goes to the some to the bhajan kutir and, and and stays there for the whole day and night only chanting the Mara mantra? Well, that is the he can.
2: Uh, he can take Bhajan and, and be in his Bhajan Kutir. And he, you, as you say, he might be sitting down there and doing his Bhajan, but just by sitting there, he's doing so much service because he's, a, he's an inspiration to every ro- everyone. Like people want to take his Darshan, they want to get his advice, they want to serve him. So he might be just sitting there in the Kutir and saying, oh, he's not doing much, but just by being himself, you know, and his shakti, it just draws people and inspires people to engage in devotional service too. So yeah, the person who has attained prayojana can be a Bajinanandi or can be a Ghoshti Anandi. And the best Ghoshti Anandi is one who is a nandi in the heart. So he has that love and that heightened consciousness within and he goes out, Ghoshti Anandi, in the mood of Prahlad Maharaj, Nared Muni, Srila Prabhupada and he's giving Krishna consciousness. So he appears in the world, but his consciousness is such a level. He has this vision where he wants to engage everyone. So he engages in normal activities of Krishna consciousness, but he's so very committed. The level of commitment, of dedication, of focus, of steadiness is, is there and it's remarkable.
3: Uh, yes, yes Mantegi, just the answer I needed. Uh, thank you very much. Wo- wonderful answer. Hare Krishna.
2: Thank you. So I guess we can end here, unless anyone has anything else to say. Thank you very much. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Chai, coffee, manandi. Hari, Hari,
3: ball. Parameshvara
2: Mataji. Chaa, Patita Nam
3: Parameshvar Vaishnav Devion Namo Namaha. Parameshvara Mataji ki ja, wonderful class.